Are we just meat puppets being walked about by skeletons? Why is soap so slippery? All of these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Life! Ah! Welcome everyone to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week myself and this guy, Kit Greer, investigate a brand new paranormal case and come to a conclusion within the hour as to whether or not it is truly paranormal. As you can tell today, I am just exploding with paranormal rage. How are you doing, kid? Are you feel are you feeling this this energy in the studio today? I don't know about exploding the paranormal rage, but I'm excited. You okay. know. Okay. That's you know, that's along similar along similar lines. I mean, for sure. are you angry about something to do with the paranormal? I'm angry that the case that I have for us today hasn't been talked about more. I'm f- fired up. Wow, so this is a never-before-featured-on-the-cast kind of investigation. Never, We've never seen the likes of a case like this. This case goes... This is this case is the equivalent to one of those rides at theme parks that goes zero to 100 miles per hour in, like, point of a second. Is that, is that a ride at a theme park? Yeah, it's a ride. It sounds like you got in a guy's car. <laughs> a guy's really fast car. Yeah, this story that we have today is is one that I've thought about doing for a long time, I'll be okay. honest with you. But it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one because usually on this podcast, there's a structure to our paranormal stories. We have, oh, an object was seen in the sky. There was a glint of an, of an alien's mm. head seen around a corner. This story, it blows all that out of the water. You need to buckle up, hold on, because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Holy shit. This is a ghost train at a theme park, but the ghosts aren't animatronics, and they're not tethered to machines. They'll come out and they'll slap you around a bit, take your wallet, shank you with a pair of car keys. Ladies and gentlemen, instead of a normal uh, typed out script, Roy just has a kind of Jackson Pollock-esque painting in front of him. (laughs) He's apparently going to try and read the story from. I have the conclusion tattooed on my ass, so I'm going to need your help and a mirror to really reel it in. Look, folks, we don't like to dilly-dally at the top of the podcast. We need to get straight into this one. Let's go. It was a warm summer evening in Soviet Russia. The date was September 27th, 1989, and a gang of school children were out playing football in a nearby park. As darkness drew in, the children started saying their goodbyes before heading home. As the kids filed out of the park, one boy stood with his eyes fixed to the sky. Up in the clouds, he could see a strange pink object. What the heck was it? He called out, Comrades, come look upon this unusual light in the sky. It seems like it is coming closer. The rest of the children gazed upward and saw what had now become a large, deep red ball floating towards the park. As the orb descended, the children were blasted by the winds that shook the surrounding trees. Holy moly. Until the object stopped, hovering 40 feet above their heads. Alright, it's not an asteroid then, is it? No, it's just going to stop midair. That or the boy has telekinetic abilities. And right. Like Magneto, he's just holding it in the air. The boys watched as this 10 meter long flying ball floated above them. Then suddenly, a hatch at the base slowly crept open. Jeez, oh, this is... Escalating very quickly for this part of the life standards. (laughs) I warned you. Normally, we'd be in part two. It would be a week later. 
before we uh, see any kind of hatch opening. Zero time to set up the scene. You don't even know the kids' f***ing names. You're lucky I told you the year, because time is irrelevant. We're moving so fast. Three paragraphs from now, they're going to be on a different planet. <laughs> These boys will be old men. The hatch opened up, and in the gap, the children could see a figure leering down at them. The creature was dressed in a shiny silver with a dome-like head and three eyes. Wow. Before they could get a decent look, the hatch slammed closed. What? And the craft began to descend even further. Apparently on the way, it did accidentally reverse into a tree on the way down. Really? But then it stabilized and settled down like a pro. This is an intergalactic joyride, if you will. <laughs> they might not have trees where they're from. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they got to adjust to the gravity. There's a lot of factors at play here. Yeah, Maybe they've never seen a child. Point. They're like, oh, f Even on our planet, there are experiences which are quite hard to just rock up and do. I mean, even when people want to, I don't know, speak in front of a thousand people, they got to put in tons of hours of practice so they don't just say gobbledygook up there exactly imagine going to another planet and have to uh <laughs> it's scary enough going to another country to drive your car let alone another galaxy yeah do you think there were aliens on the moon like watching the moon landing and as it's you know gracefully coming down <laughs> just beautifully kissing the surface of the right. moon there were some aliens being like what the f are they doing this is taking like 45 minutes to get down here this is nuts neil armstrong walks out they're like why the f*** is he walking like that? He's walking, <laughs> he's walking weird, isn't he? As the orb extended its four long legs, it landed in the park. The children began to gather around it, unaware of the danger they were in. The hatch of the craft opened at the base once more, but this time, it wouldn't close. These children were about to have their lives changed forever. Jesus. Out of the craft climbed a huge, towering humanoid, Ten feet tall, with a dome-shaped head donning three eyes. The middle eye glowed red and constantly scanned back and forward. Whoa. Isn't this insane? I don't like that. Following this humanoid was a small square robot that looked like a cube with arms and legs. Okay, that's adorable. I'm going to need yeah, to see the artist's interpretation. There are pictures coming, so, <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, the third humanoid. A silver-like man with a disc shape in his chest. After a short period, the tall humanoid began speaking a garbled language to the cube robot. Gonna do my best impersonation of a garbled alien language. That was suspiciously good, I'll say. <laughs> What's under that Atlanta Braves baseball cap after all, Rory? A glowing red eye. I never noticed that little cube you carry around with you. <laughs> I always thought you were holding an iPhone. Turns out it's a little guy. Suddenly, a glowing rectangle appeared on the grass in front of them before flickering away. The creature then started poking round with the buttons on the robot's chest. The children couldn't believe what they were seeing. They were frozen on the spot in fear and disbelief. What were these strange creatures? What if they were getting ready to attack? Maybe if they just remained quiet, these things would go away. But one boy couldn't hold it in anymore and began to scream. Oh, God. Ah! There's always one. There's always a screamer. Imagine you were going through the woods hunting for Bigfoot, and one guy just loses his nerve, starts yeah. screaming. I Bigfoot know. is not going to take kindly to that. 
you just know as well before the hunt, they're out at the corners of the woods being like, all right, we got the night vision cameras. You, you, uh, Dave, you got the tranquilizer guns. Claire, you got the recorder, everything ready to go. Steve, are you going to scream this time? No, I was, I'm going to be well behaved. Just because last time, we were, it was the closest we've ever been. We were tracking the mother for six days. Yeah, for six days. It was really cold. And back then you said you weren't going to scream. No, right. But I had a lot going on in my life. Back then, I know, but yeah, you have to understand when we when I was we go in, in the very woods. Emotional, when we go I was in, in the a woods, very emotional. Play, I'm still a little emotional speak. about it, to be honest. <laughs> Let me speak, goddammit. When we go in the woods, it mm-hmm. needs to be all business. Scream, scream now, you son of a bitch! Scream oh, as much as you want. I can't. What do you I'm, mean you? I'm not scared yet. All right. Well, look, this is the point that I'm trying to bring up. If you think you're going to be scared in the woods, which it sounds mm-hmm. like you are, mm-hmm. well, maybe, I'm a little scared already. Maybe sit this one out then, because I don't want to have a similar situation where we're face-to-face with the monster, and you give off our position with a scream. It's not going to happen this time. Okay. You know why? Why? Because I'm going to do it internally. I've been practicing. Okay. Alright guys, that's the best we're going to do. Let's just head out, see what we can find in in the woods. Two seconds into the investigation. I think... Is that him over there? Ah! <laughs> Damn it, Steve! Ah! <laughs> that is external! External! But goddammit, he's the best survivalist <laughs> Woods has ever seen. Yeah. Why do we bring him? When the child started screaming, the tall humanoid immediately stared at him, his eyes pulsing red. In an instant, the boy became paralyzed, frozen on the spot. Holy moly. Mid-scream. To an alien, this was probably a pretty chill way of handling the situation. You know, that creature's making noise. I'm going to paralyze him with my eye. Mm-hmm. Now he won't make any noise and everything's gone back to normal. That's right. <laughs> but when you paralyze a child with your third eye, that's not going to help the other, settle. The other children <laughs> might start screaming too. Which is exactly what happened. These other kids freak out. One of the other kids began screaming and, and panicking. So, the tall humanoid returned to the ship and came back holding what looked like a metal pipe. Which I kind of love. He's just like, all right, all right. You're going to make a noise. You're going to make a fuss about my eye freezing. You're getting the pipe. You kids are getting the pipe. You're getting the space pipe. Very quickly gone from like intergalactic alien tactics to vigilante justice. (laughs) Right, yeah. They're going to be silenced one way or another. (laughs) I like the way he calls it the space pipe as well. Like, it has some special abilities. It's just a pipe (laughs) from space. You don't think they have pipes in space? They're space pipes. The humanoid held the pipe like a gun and pointed it at a child who was beginning to panic. Immediately, the child vanished. What? No! (laughs) Gone. Wow. Mother blinked out of existence. He's Maybe like, these space pipes are a little more special than, than the Earth pipes. The alien's like, yeah, you lost your p- paralyzing privileges. First first kid gets paralyzed, second kid gets shadow-realmed. <laughs> I know! Also, what the thought process behind, like, oh, that'll keep them all chill. <laughs> I'll make one of them avada kedabra the f out of here <laughs> it's like listen be chill be calm we come in peace be chill or i'll set fire to your homes <laughs> <laughs> he burns all of all the buildings down the area <laughs> comes back with a space hammer <laughs> like this won't make you disappear but it'll make you wish you disappeared it's the one alien that didn't get the de-escalation training <laughs> right, that all the yeah. other aliens got i guess it look it kind of makes sense you know to them it's basically like them going into the wilderness 
and being confronted with, you know, a honey badger, a bunch of little honey badgers, you know, they're probably in a similar way we have to when we like meet bears. There's all these tricks like, you know, make yourself as big as possible, mm -hmm. I believe, with a bear or maybe it's curl up in a ball. Those are very contradictory. I should learn which one it is. You should. Which one do I punch in the nose? <laughs> we can't go through this okay. again. Okay. Uh, well, I know with tigers, you are not supposed to break eye contact. Is that true? Yes, because people even wear masks on the back of their heads so that you, if you see a tiger, you can turn your back on it and slowly walk away <laughs> and it thinks you're still looking at it. <laughs> is, that, is that right? Yeah. Wow. What is it for lions? Never make eye contact. <laughs> Show them the goddamn respect they deserve. You have to bow to them like Simba. Probably. Um, but my point being is that, yeah, there are these rules that help you in the wilderness when you're faced with these wild creatures. But if I also had a pipe that made a bear disappear, I'd probably use the pipe. The magic pipe. <laughs> so these guys, they're just probably doing things by the alien textbook. They show up and they're like, hey, if you come across some wild humans, paralyze them with your third eye. If that doesn't work, use the pipe. Yeah, there's no real consequences. I mean, even if they have to kill countless children on their expedition to Earth, you know, it's... Uh, it's like smooshing flies to them. It doesn't mean anything. Exactly. You think, you know, Thanos has to... With the, the, the gauntlet? Yeah. Has to practice, you know, um, how to placate children on other planets? No. Snap, they're gone. Yeah. You say one word out of line. You haven't been spoken to. Thanos would snap. Thanos would use the space pipe to just hit the children. <laughs> it doesn't even use it to make them disappear. These guys are kind of built like Thanos. They're huge, muscly, weird creatures. Really? But with these dome-like heads. At this point, obviously, the kids are losing it. They just watched one of their schoolyard bullies disappear into thin air. The creatures from the craft seem like they've had enough and begin to stroll back to the orb. Once inside, the hatch seals over and the craft takes off into the sky. That was it? That was it. <laughs> Why did they disappear then? Why did they kill the children? I love the idea that they arrived in this schoolyard like, Take me to your leader. And they're like, well, I don't know. Alexi is the schoolyard bully. I guess we'll take you to him. He kind of runs shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, ah, Alexi, hand over Earth. Ah! It just vaporizes him instantly. We are the kings of this planet now. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and just leave. Yeah, it's a bit weird. <laughs> planet conquered. I think done. they, um, I don't know what they did. It said they, they poked around in the ground a little bit. Okay. They punched some holes on the little robot's chest. Uh, a cube appeared, flickered for a little bit, and then they just left. Hmm. Who knows what they were doing? But it's interesting to note that as the craft disappeared into the distance, the boy who had been banished reappeared as if he was never gone. Oh, in the same location? Yeah. Interesting. They just took off and he just went whoop, straight back just to existing again you know he's gonna be real quiet from now on <laughs> exactly he doesn't talk about what happened in the in the shadow realm shadow realm yeah one being space piped changes a man it really does <laughs> he's gonna say his pleases and thank yous from now on no talking <laughs> back to teachers <laughs> the case became an overnight sensation newspapers all over the world were running tell-all stories with headlines like football with aliens 
The children who witnessed the event were questioned by the police, who, let's face it, probably were very skeptical about their claims. Even pretty boilerplate UFO claims are highly scrutinized. If they had just said that they'd seen a craft, you take that with a pinch of salt. Yes. If they said they saw anything floating around in the sky, there could be a lot of different explanations for that. But if these kids are saying, my friend got piped by an alien, they had a little... No, well, don't say he got piped. <laughs> all right. Don't tell anyone you got piped by an alien. All That's right. poorly worded. There's probably a better way to word that. <laughs> he got jazzed by an alien. <laughs> okay, still not great though, is it? Space pipe. Okay, no, <laughs> Sorry, no, no. no. Uh, <laughs> this is the news anchor live on air. <laughs> How do I say this? The kid got... Uh, <laughs> what's the English? The alien jizz jazz magic made him All go by. All over kids. <laughs> the boss is like, cut the f- cut the cameras. No, 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 I'm messing up. Uh, this kid, he took the pipe. Um, it makes sense to be skeptical about a case like this. But... When the children were brought into separate rooms and asked to draw the creatures that they had seen that day, the officers couldn't believe what they were seeing. Each child drew the exact same thing. The tall humanoid with the three eyes, the little robot, the silver man. All the details were the same. Wow, this is the classic take them into different rooms, ask them the same questions, see what the answers are. Yeah, and you know, I could understand how there could be similarities in a lot of cases where someone claims they saw an alien. Yeah. When the alien looks like your cliche, bug-eyed, gray, weird, long-headed alien, mm-hmm. you know, the little generic Hollywood ones, you can already tell from this story, that's not what these creatures are going to look like. No. Uh, the children did these illustrations. They all look the same. I have with me now the artist's interpretation of the children's stories. But this is essentially what the kids drew. Um, take a look at these guys. Very excited about this. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> okay, let's go. In. I've never seen such interesting aliens in my life. <laughs> this looks like yeah these I look, want them to have a Netflix series yeah they look like enemies in like Fallout 4 or some <laughs> shit okay we'll go in order of appearance here folks the main alien uh, who kind of leads the pack we're talking the mountain from Game of Thrones with Jabba the Hutt for a head that's fair um, followed closely by you know I was imagining something a lot more Disney Pixar right. for our little robot friend I was imagining some BB-8 looking droid. Right. Um, This is... They're not even trying with this guy. This is a ventilation unit with human arms and legs. It looks like something Sid would make from Toy Story 1. (laughs) Like he sewed the arms and legs of a doll onto a Rubik's Cube. (laughs) And then maybe the most human of all... All is the guy in a silver space suit with a humanoid yet kind of disturbingly featureless face. Yeah. And then just a kind of black hole void of a circle in his chest. Um, not sure what he looks like, really. God, what do you make of all these? I mean, I don't know. This is one of the things that drew me to this case was, you know, just as a UFO story, it's not the most captivating. 
But um, as soon as I started hearing the descriptions of these alleged aliens that came forward, I mean, look, he's holding the space pipe. <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> it's just a pipe. It is, there's nothing else on it. It is literally just a metal tube. Which is kind of funny because the alien himself, other than his, like I say, Jabba the Hutt head, he does look a bit like he could be like a school groundskeeper. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just like wearing overalls. It's, it's insanely bizarre. As I said, the character design is so awesome. I really want them to have like an animated series. Yeah. I think this story has become so popular that at one point there was even a range of Japanese toys of all of these creatures. Wow. Isn't that cool? That's kind of neat. Yeah. I wonder is that because, I mean, they didn't feature heavily in my childhood, I have to be honest, but... What, these guys? Yeah, maybe (laughs) maybe they didn't make it to Britain, but uh, maybe like Japan, you kind of forget, is is right beside some of russia yeah i wonder did it just make make the news over there it's hard to it, these guys had a a lot of competition i guess back in the days you know when you got the power rangers with the megazord and uh, the ability to shapeshift into basically animatronic dinosaurs mm-hmm. that's pretty cool you got the biker mice from mars you got street sharks they they ate concrete <laughs> that's what they did whereas like this guy he looks like a marshmallow holding a pipe yeah and then the robot is just a cube with arms and legs i mean if he brought a kid to a toy store he's not gonna be like i want pipe man yeah i mean i want the red ranger there's even not a lot of story there is there i mean (laughs) at least the teenage mutant ninja turtles we knew what they wanted they wanted pizza and justice yeah but uh if you ask the store clerk what's the history behind these guys you'd be like uh that one killed a child (laughs) This one can't speak, and I don't know what he does. And uh, the other one has a black hole in his chest. You can see why they never got that animated series. Yeah. But look, we've been doing this podcast for a long time. And time and time again, we have to ask the big question. Do we trust children? Mm. They're small. They're weak. Honestly, I don't even know where they friggin' come from. Glad I was never one. A story even as convincing as this could be a figment of their imagination. But luckily, it's not just the children making these claims. When the news story was released, more and more people started coming forward saying that they had seen the exact same craft in the sky around that time. Wow. In the end, over 40 adults claimed that they had also seen the spaceship, including one police officer. So you know it's real. This is where we're getting our wit, our credible witnesses, folks. Yes. <laughs> I was just stargazing one night. A craft flew by and someone conks me on the head with a pipe they threw <laughs> out the window. <laughs> Lieutenant Sergei Matviev confessed that while he had not actually seen the aliens, he had seen the spaceship, which he described as a body flying in the sky, moving silently at very high speed and very low altitude. He went on to say, When I first saw the object, I thought, I must be really tired. But I rubbed my eyes, and it didn't go away. Then I figured, in this day and age, anything is possible. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. Kind of getting away from the important part, which was seeing the aliens. With these stupid f***ing electric cars, (laughs) anything is possible. It sounds like he... He saw an alien craft and was blown away, but went really off the rails into being like, made me think like anything is possible. You know, 
aliens do exist, we aren't alone in this universe, and and I should leave Claire. If I'm not happy, life is short. Who knows what else is out there in the world? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. The rest of the world is exactly the same. Of course. The exact same as uh, you last saw it. Of course, Uh, but like a dream, like anything could happen. Like, maybe I am not real. Maybe I am a turtle. No, no, no. Maybe I am a turtle. No, 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 not a dream. It's probably a weather balloon, if anything. Of course, but if not a balloon, intelligent life form. No, no, no. Probably. Not. I mean, actually, we're get, uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're getting it in now. In, uh, getting a report. Yeah, I think they think. It, oh, I think it was like a remote control airplane or something. Of course, a Just remote a control airplane from another galaxy, and <laughs> no, I should no, sell no, my no. possessions and move to America. And make it on the big screen. Okay. I think you should just do whatever you want. It sounds that you're incredibly strong-willed. <laughs> he just wanders off into the horizon. And then I will go to space. And then I will go here. And the thing that's kind of interesting about his report is that uh, I like that he says it was at incredibly low altitude. Yeah. I'm sure like many people, whenever I hear these stories of the thing moving silently at incredible speed across the sky, I think... That's probably an asteroid or a shooting star. Or... What else does that? Birds. <laughs> so you got to be careful, folks. Well, they're not totally silent, are they? That's true. Sometimes they squawk. The spaceship went by. <laughs> chirp, 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 chirp. It shot on my head. <laughs> this beautiful beast. <laughs> but uh, I love the idea that, yeah, it's so low that you can actually make out that it's a craft. Yeah. And a lot of people went as far as to match the description of the craft that the boys had seen. So it wasn't just I kind of thought I saw something. They were like, motherfucker, I saw a a red orb going through the sky. The same thing. After this, the case was taken so seriously that the Interior Ministry said that they would dispatch troops to the area should the craft reappear. I mean, fair enough. That guy is an absolute hazard with his pipe. Yeah. The government dispatched a team of scientists from a geophysical laboratory to analyze the site. In my head, I'm imagining, like, military jeeps rolling in, the barbed wire fences going up, kids are showing up to football practice, you know, being like, hey, we had the park booked for football practice this evening. And, you know, there's like a a colonel in in a chair with his feet up and a big cigar being like not anymore you don't children he pops the ball with his (laughs) cigar (laughs) exactly this is now under American no wait no this is now under Russian (laughs) jurisdiction very confused general (laughs) shit with the site on lockdown all of Vernesh waited to hear what the team could find was it really the site of a UFO encounter the first thing the scientists discovered was several craters in the park each leaving deep indentations in the grass. They took soil samples, tested radiation levels, and looked for anything out of the ordinary. And they found something, Kit. Firstly, the area was found to have an above-average presence of the radioactive isotope cesium. Hmm. The team also... That's not good. Yeah. (laughs) For the school children. I know. Even if that wasn't caused by UFO, that's a big problem. (laughs) Probably shouldn't be letting their kids play out in a cesium minefield. Yeah, don't keep that research classified. Tell someone at the very least. (laughs) Did that kid really disappear or did he faint? (laughs) The team also discovered two rock fragments that they initially thought were sandstone. But after mineralogical examination, the team concluded that the rocks couldn't possibly have originated on Earth. What? 
That's right, my friend. Oh, it's all fun to have a little laugh with the alien and the metal pipe, but when the space rocks start coming down and the cesium is off the charts, it's not all fun and games anymore, is it? So, for us to all understand that, repeat that bit. The the rocks are not from Earth. They ain't from Earth. When the official news reports were released from a government-backed newspaper, the lead scientist said... The physical evidence myself and my team have collected matched the witnesses' accounts perfectly. Using biolocation tracking, I can confirm a UFO was in the park that night. What? This is not where I was expecting this to go. It's at nuts, all. isn't it? I was expecting a good old-fashioned Soviet-era Iron Curtain cover-up. Exactly. You know, you we, can. Wait, so we we cannot let. The West, no, we cannot let America know that we don't know what's going on. What if it was American technologies, American astronauts testing themselves in the uh, Russian country? We need to pretend this never happened. They cannot know that anyone was here. And uh, you know where else the levels of cesium are high, Rory? No, I don't actually. I didn't even know what cesium was, so... In your morning bowl of Chompies, folks. Oh, okay. This episode is brought to you by Chompies North Korea's uh, favorite cereal, favorite breakfast cereal. Um, proud sponsor of this paranormal life. Oh, yeah. And I wish I were joking about the cesium levels. It's not healthy, but uh, what breakfast cereal ever is, you know? You know what else didn't, couldn't have originated on Earth? The refreshing deliciousness of Chompies. Also, a couple of the ingredients mentioned on the back of the box. You know, most cereals out there, they're, they're, they're packed full of preservatives, colors, carbs, sugars, uh, glucose syrups, whatever it is. We're talking zero carbs, zero sugars, zero preservatives, because these are 100% cesium rocks. <laughs> rocks of radioactive material. Oh, yeah. And the, the toy inside, a bag of cesium to sprinkle on top of your cesium. I really want to look up what cesium is now. I think it's just a naturally occurring radioactive element, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, pretty sure. I don't know. Cesium is a chemical element. Ooh. It's only one of five elemental metals that are liquid at room temperature. That's cool. That's pretty cool. So kind of like mercury or something. Yeah. So you're going to want to keep your chompies ice cold, my friends, or else it will just kind of melt into a puddle in front of you. Did we say powdered cesium? We meant little, a uh, little syrup topper. Could you imagine getting a box of cereal, opening up, and pouring into a bowl <laughs> liquid metal? <laughs> yeah, just like a, it's like pouring the Terminator into a bowl. You'd be like, I knew the food standards had gone to shit since Brexit. We're trying to keep this North Korean stuff out, but not chompies, folks. Make sure and uh, get your cereal subscription today. Stock up. Stock up. It's the only uh, it's the only cereal that is apocalypse proof because it's already radioactive. I will say, the scientists did say that using biolocation tracking, they can confirm a UFO was in the park that night. When asked what biolocation tracking was, he refused to answer. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's how top secret the shit is they're doing Okay, here. because it, it's, what, the 80s? Uh, yeah, I believe so. This story is an interesting one. When I kind of read up a little bit more about, like, the time period in which this took place, I think this was during a period of experimental openness with the public. Okay. Especially in Russia at the time, where it was, like, any, like, it was truth first, truth above everything. Whatever got reported, the facts were presented. There was zero secrecy. Which, by the way, is a great lie to tell. 
It really is, yeah. <laughs> Guys, last week and all up to now, we've been lying. But from now on, it's the truth. Just the truth. How do we know you're telling the truth right now? You gotta trust me, bro. <laughs> Space pipe him. Get him out of here. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So yeah, I thought it was pretty surprising that the uh, that the Russian government were so open about something like this. Yeah, it's it's a little bit reminiscent of the initial minutes and hours of the Roswell incident where people, authorities, came out right away and said, it's a UFO, and then quickly changed its status to, it's not a UFO. Yeah. And then subsequently, it was a weather balloon. I will say the refreshing thing about this case is that story has never really changed. If anything, mm -hmm. people have just doubled down. Yeah. No one's gone back and changed their opinions on what happened. It's always firmly been a UFO landed here. That's cool. Yeah. The, nice. the monkey's out of the bottle. Why try and put it back in? Now, not only had the children encountered these aliens, over 40 people had witnessed the craft, a team of scientists had confirmed it landed there, and the official government-run channels were stating outright that a UFO had landed on Russian soil. The people of Voronezh defend this story to this day. Whenever witnesses are interviewed for news segments or documentaries, they always double down on their stories. Some accounts have gotten a little hazy, sure. <laughs> but even those who have difficulty remembering the minor details maintain the fact that they definitely saw something that day. Okay. Wow, that's so fascinating to think that you could just turn up in that town today, go to a local bar and just start asking about that moment in history and you would probably get pointed in the direction of someone who could tell you about it to this day. Yeah, I mean, I saw TV interviews with some of the kids that had seen the aliens. Right, because what age were they when it happened? Bro, maybe like 10 or so. They're, right. they're alive so, to this yeah, day. Yeah, they're only whatever that is, 40 years old now. Annoyingly, uh, hunting for it, the only news reports and interviews I could find were all in either Russian or French. Okay. Um, couldn't find anything in English, so I couldn't bring it onto the podcast. But it's all there, folks. It's all online. And I know that we hear a lot about UFO sightings across America all the time. But it might surprise you to know that Russia has long been a hotbed for UFO activity. Bloody massive, isn't it? It I is. Mean, if anyone's going to see it, just by odds alone. <laughs> yeah. That pisses me off, all right? Okay. I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast before. Sorry, before you get started, though, I just... We are against the clock a little bit because we're running late, so... Really? I know you were like, that pisses me off, but... Yeah, and, well, I guess 
I don't. It's not that I need to talk about it. I'm not even that mad. But okay. Um, if you could sum it up in one sentence, whatever is annoying you, or like a couple lines, and then I'll just move on to the, this bit here because I got a bunch of dates to get through. So yeah, and actually, no. Not, now that you're telling me that we don't have time to do it, the rage is increasing. Okay. And the anger is rising. Am I now? I don't know that I'm going to be able to. I think my grudge with you is probably longer than one sentence. All right, so, we're already kind of um, running along. Well, here. let's this start is... there. Okay. How dare you tell me what I can and can't say? <laughs> it pisses me off when I watch movies and the aliens always land in North America. No, they don't. They never land in Canada. What? What am I saying? They always okay. land in the okay. USA. Right, right, right. As if if you just spin a globe and you've never seen Earth before. And by the way, you can't see the lines of the countries. I know. That you would just, out of all of the map of Earth, you go, yeah, New York City. That's for me, baby. Yeah. A tiny, like, island on the East Coast. Isn't that so funny? It's not even probably the optimal location for life on the planet. Yeah. It's po- probably polluted. The air quality is bad, overpopulated. Like, I, I mean, if you had to, I mean, it's, you're going to go to Africa. It's yeah. the big one. I know there's no middle to the earth, but it, on our maps, it's the middle of the world. It's massive. Uh, <laughs> the, the sheer audacity for the human race to think that when aliens turn up, they're going to go, I'm going to the White House. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to the, the I'm going to meet the president of America. <laughs> As if that's like king of the world. It's such bullshit, isn't and, it? And like, yeah, it's like, oh, how will they know that? It's like, well, it's in like a big city. Oh, like LA or New York. Nah, nah, one of the smaller <laughs> ones. How are the aliens supposed to know where Washington DC is or whatever the f***? It's insane. Yeah. See, now that fires me up too now. Now you got me pissed off. I want to see a movie... If anyone knows of a movie, please email or comment us. I want to see the movie where they go to f- I mean, if they're just looking for a big building or something. Yeah. I don't know. Where they end up at the, the Taj Mahal or the pyramids or I don't know what. Exactly. We're both getting fired up here, you know? We're on the same page. These, these movies are bad representations. Why are they always going to America? Why don't they go to these other locations on Earth? Why does no one ever try to have sex with the aliens i mean we're on the same page about this stuff right I, and these are the things we get we need to get fired up about and make a point of that someone's gonna you're gonna try and kiss one at least no, no when no, it no, shows no. up i think that's a completely separate issue and i and i would like it to be struck from no, the record that that's i never said that absolutely never, not man. very you're, much rory it's you're Rory's getting fired agenda. up about this i'm getting fired no, no, up no, about mine this is just about this specific thing i don't want i don't like that they always go to the white house you're the one. It's the first thing you, you think about. You, said you, you gotta to kiss find the out. Alien. You gotta find out how Why? these mother think. I could almost understand wanting to have sex with the alien because that's more scientific than wanting to kiss them. Yeah, well, I don't want to make. I don't want to make love to someone if I don't love them. So it's like you want to like you want to see. You know, oh, how many eyes do they have? How many do they have? More than one heart? Would they be forgiving? Would they be caring? Would they would they love me? You know, so you that's think the sort if of they had you have to... more than one heart, they would be more loving than a human. That's where it comes from, dumbass. So I think, look, I think what we need to do together is is write a letter to Big Hollywood and address this. I'll type the letter for you and, All right. and sign your name at the bottom. Yeah, and give your return address on the back of the letter. Cool. If that will make you happy, if you could just sign it with my name. No, there's no way I'm going to sign Rory. It. Yeah. Greer. No. No. <laughs> what does that achieve? 
Just, it's not a hard. I have a right. cousin called Rory Career, by the way, so that's going to be very confusing. Look, it's not a hard letter to write. All right, dear Hollywood, why can't I f- an alien? Yours sincerely, Kit. Why put my name on it? Because I don't want to be associated with that. Okay. Some people out there well, in the world think it's kind flag. of a weird. Isn't that a red flag that if, if your idea is so pur that you wouldn't even sign a letter? Well, look, using your own name. I just think if someone were to get the ball rolling, I just need someone to to start the conversation. Okay. And then I can swoop in and, be, okay. and I'll champion I'll the I'll be halfway, bud. How about right. I write the letter? I put my name at the bottom. Okay. But the contents of the letter say, we want more realistic representation of how aliens Alien would behave. Boobs. On, no. Wanna... I'm not. I'm not writing the word boobs. Okay. To uh, President Joseph Biden. Tits. <laughs> also, I forgot where the letters go. It's not going to Biden. It's going to Hollywood. It's going to big Hollywood. <laughs> and suddenly, I'm going to the White House for some reason. Dear Biden, you take Biden. I'll take big Hollywood. <laughs> why? Why do? Yeah, you take St- Steven Spielberg. I'll take Biden, and together we'll destroy America. Yeah, we want to be marching up and down Hollywood Boulevard. Alien honkers have looked f-ed up on screen for too long all right all right let's get back on track we rambled for long enough we need to get through the facts let's go 1969 hundreds of town people saw a flying disc near an electro signal plant a golden pink orb hung in the sky for two hours these are all the sightings across russia over the years interesting 1972 a similarly described ball was seen hovering over a shilovsky forest with a platform hanging beneath it 1975, residents of the village of Gribanova saw a flying object shaped like a hat. 1980, two military men saw a bright ray in the sky followed by a huge aircraft 120 meters long. Wow, that's a big one. They saw it land in a field, but when they reported it to their superiors, they were sent away for mental examination. (laughs) That's pretty damn cool, though. I like that. I mean... That's a big one. You know, I wouldn't want to see, like, a little x-wing or a tie fighter size thing i want to see a star destroyer the big a death star i wanted to think it's a a second (laughs) moon yeah 1982 passengers on a bus saw a 20 meter column of fire descend from the sky and hit the road in front of them okay well that sounds like an asteroid that's i don't know it could be unless you get piped afterwards that's an asteroid 1989, a milkmaid encountered a cosmic creature that looked like a person but was taller than average with shorter legs. That one could have just been <laughs> a man. That could have been a person. Now that I read that back, that one could have just been a man. Did you just say they looked like a, per- uh, just a person? They looked like a person. Okay. But did I mention that they were taller than average? Okay. They should with at shorter least legs. look like an alien if we're going to claim that they're an alien. And finally, August 2nd, 2019... Just two years ago, two UFOs were photographed flying over Varanesh. So this is the same region, is it, Varanesh? Same region. This is a very distant photo, as it would be if you saw a UFO in the sky. You know, it's very hard to get a close-up shot. We don't all have Samsung Galaxy 21 or whatever the It's true. With, you know, 20x zoom. Um, This is how it would look if I took the photo. And it's very distant, very blurry. But it is two interesting circular UFO shapes, lit up, quite bright. Yeah, really hard to say what's going on there. Doesn't really look like anything else you'd see in the sky normally. Yeah. We could sit here, uh, listen off all the UFO sightings in Russia all day long, I'm sure. 
This is even the ones that, that made was it actually to the news it. of the press. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was actually it. I had That's to make up a couple on the spot, too. <laughs> I was uh, the milkmaid. milkmaid. <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking a glass of oat milk when my brother walked in, looking taller than usual. <laughs> there have been a lot of very strange UFO sightings in Russia. Yes. Those are just some of the most interesting ones. It's strange that there were even so many in this one city alone. Look, there's got to be something interesting going on there um, in terms of... There's no coincidence that two countries that are absolutely world famous for UFO sightings are probably America and and Russia. Mm -hmm. I mean, also two combatants in the Cold War that was going on pretty much around this exact time of the 80s. You know, it seems like no coincidence that these two highly militarized countries also happen to have ufo sightings i don't know what that means does that mean that they are uh testing their own aircrafts and people are confusing them for ufos does it mean that other countries aircrafts are entering their airspace and people are confusing those right and maybe even that's why the military and police don't know what's going on yeah that's a good point yeah it's just one argument that comes up a lot why these two countries you know like i would be fascinated to know does this happen all the time in i don't know rural iceland the people see ufos all the time i don't know that's a good point that kind of leads me into one of our most popular theories why why veronesh why would aliens be drawn to this place why are aliens drawn to any place there is one answer one possible answer that is a little stranger than we really think all across the atlantic people have found these mysterious stone labyrinths dating back 4,000 years. I told you this was going to get I weird. I thought this was going to be scientific, but okay, let's, yeah. let's go. <laughs> you ever heard of wizards? <laughs> you ever heard of wizards and spells? You ever heard of magic? <laughs> you're like, I was already not on board with the UFO <laughs> sighting. Now you're talking to me about fairy circles? Although I will say this definitely uh, lends itself to the pyramid of truth. You know, hearsay, uh, rumors. <laughs> right. Look, there are at least 50 of these stone labyrinths across Finland, Lapland, and Russia. Nobody knows why they're there. The theories range from ritualistic use to astrological use, to even being used to trap evil spirits. But some others believe, similar to crop circles, that they could be markings left behind by UFOs. And where is one of these markings, Kit? Veronesh, Russia. Whoa! Can I see what one of these labyrinths looks like? You absolutely can. I actually brought a picture of one right here. Because I've never even heard of these. This is pretty cool stuff. It's just a drawing I did of alien boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at that! Rory's personal stash. I'm like, by the way, these boobs are not more accurate than the movie depictions. I mean, what? This is not what I was picturing. For nope. some reason, I was picturing... Like a maze? I guess a maze or something a little more solid. This is actually a this is a lot closer to stonehenge in terms of an arrangement of rocks but also a lot smaller than stonehenge these are very small rocks someone could have made this in an afternoon right but i'm not saying that's the case why do people think these are ancient i don't know man (laughs) i don't know I didn't know you're gonna didn't know you're gonna pick it apart this much. I thought you were just gonna be like, I mean, it's wow. just it's just rocks on the ground. Well, so yeah, I'm well, hoping well, well, you would have the story for why they're so ancient. Well, they've been there for four thousand years. Okay. That's pretty old, isn't it? Yeah, that's pretty good. That's like that's a pretty long time ago. Why are they here? Listen, I like the <laughs> idea of stone tech. Right, okay. stone theory. 
I don't think that's what we called Stone th- Theory a long time no, ago. I don't remember. I don't remember what Stone Theory means. But uh, I like the idea of ancient technology harnessed by aliens, much more sophisticated than ours, that doesn't require electricity and circuit boards yeah. and lights and LED strips, but rather they have some kind of up futuristic ancient stone tech this is the alien version of like bookmarking a page yeah on chrome they're like hey we visited this place on earth uh four thousand years ago it's pretty cool let's leave a stone mark here and then uh, when we're coming back down scan the planet for the exact same pattern anywhere on the earth and then it'll geolocate us right back to where we were before it's video game fast travel it's the stargate portals from the series exactly so who's to say four thousand years ago these little weirdos, the little cube man and the the pipe <laughs> bouncer didn't come down, leave one of these uh, stone markings in Varanesh. 4,000 years later, they come back. They're like, there's a football fe- field here now. This has changed so much. Who's this little guy? Let's yeah. pipe him. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, that weird alien looking guy is like, 2,000 years ago, my great granddad left a usb stick with cryptocurrency on it in <laughs> varanesh russia i'm gonna go see if i can find it i think we need to channel this sort of insane energy into our conclusion let's not dance around this any further kit with the evidence and the story that i provided with you today do you believe that there is any truth to this story the varanesh aliens listen it's a great story uh, really exciting really uh, tantalizing and vivid descriptions of these aliens and i love the pictures they're so unique which makes it that much more believable i have to say as, as soon as you mentioned stone tech uh bringing these aliens to Varanesh, the fact that there is some kind of st- ancient stone um layout there that i was ready to pull the trigger and say yes but actually having seen the stones <laughs> i have more questions oh, than answers um, i knew i should have scrapped the stones <laughs> They were a real Hail Mary that I threw in the end of the podcast. So I was like, in case he doesn't buy the alien craft, all the evidence. So I have to say, I'm I'm pretty confused. There's definitely something go- going on here, but is it paranormal, Rory? Uh, it's a hard one. Look, I love the case. I love these creatures. I love the aliens. Um, it's so unique. This is such a unique... I, I mentioned you to you before the podcast. The, the look of these creatures is similar to sam the swamp jester sure so bizarre so many strange little details that um that these kids just nailed but we're missing the hardcore evidence the most i could find is pictures and videos of people going to the site where there are still i believe the dents in the soil where the craft allegedly landed the four dents that you can see and visit all of similar uh density and depth so it was an equal amount of pressure placed on all uh, all four of the the holes. But aside from that, a lot of the other facts are highly debated. Mm-hmm. Um, even though scientists went on the line and said that it happened, even though the official government newspapers stated clearly 100% a UFO landed here, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I would have liked to see a bit more physical or scientific evidence brought forward. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to look past the fact that, again, a bit like the the Swamp Clown episode, the kids saw it, the kids vividly described it, but conveniently all the adults didn't see it. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not here to debate whether or not there was an unidentified flying object 
mm-hmm. in Viranesh at that time. I'm here to debate whether or not three dudes came out of an orb and piped um, a child yeah, to death. Yeah. Uh, and today I have to say that, no, I don't think that those are the events that transpired. It's a double no. Unfortunately. Rats. Unfortunately. But hey, what a what an amazing story. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of This Paranormal Life. Have you ever been piped by an alien? Let us know by emailing thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. If you head on over to our website, you can co-sign a letter demanding Big Hollywood depicts alien hooters. That's right. Accurately. And some alien schlongs. We're not sexist. We want <laughs> uh, we want both sides of the potato here, folks. So get in touch. Email us at thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com if you have a story that you want us to investigate whether it's one that you've researched yourself or one that you've lived through and you were the only surviving <laughs> the only surviving witness that wants to get in touch. We know that there's a lot of podcasts out there. Hell, a lot of paranormal podcasts. So we appreciate you making the time for this paranormal life. This paranormal life is the, uh, you know, you got all your fancy city boy podcasts out there. <laughs> That are done in their studios. We live their, in a city. We are their city production boys. teams and their cozy little little apartments. This is the we're literally making this podcast in East don't, London don't in their cozy apartment. This is the the clean before the preservatives, the fresh from the fields, homegrown, all American. How are you trying to market us like farmer podcasters? Captain of the football team. What? Making out with the head cheerleader. Okay. Fireworks on the 4th of July. All American podcast. That, uh, you know. In London. In, based in London with Made two guys from, from Northern, Northern Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. yeah, of course. So uh, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. We appreciate you tuning in every week. If this is one of your favorite shows and you want a little extra, if you want a little more of the special sauce, over on Patreon.com, you can sign up to receive our special monthly bonus episodes. Now, this includes a whole backlog that we've already done. So if you sign up today, you get access to hours upon hours of extra episodes of This Paranormal Life. Hey, we're all struggling through quarantine. You want a little extra entertainment for those lonely evenings? Rory and Kit are there. Don't worry. No Pour- one's lonelier than us. <laughs> Pour yourself a drink and let the spooks ensue. And if you just don't have the cash to splash, but you want to support the pod anyway, there's a very easy way to do so. You can head on over to Apple Podcasts uh, and drop us a little review. I mean, hopefully do it if you enjoyed the show. Uh, pl- don't do it if you didn't enjoy the show. But I don't know why you made it this far into the podcast. you're just and this far. Uh, yeah, I don't know if any of the other uh, platforms have uh ratings yeah. not sure i think some of some of the other apps do okay well google, hey google podcast in that on your app of choice um just give us a little rating it helps our numbers boosts us up gets us higher in the charts and brings in more faithful listeners to the paranormal commune it, it is crazy i mean we've seen um like massive growth in the show over the last couple of years and that is nothing to do with mainstream media nothing to do with advertisers Uh, That is all to do with our listeners spreading the good word. So we owe it all to you. Thank you for spreading um, the word of this paranormal life. Thank you. Thank you so much to Cami Toman for editing this episode and to Amy Grisdale for researching it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of This Paranormal Life. We will be back next Tuesday with a brand new paranormal tale. Ciao. 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.